0: Hi, this is Brad Inman with a special edition of the Daily Dispatch. Today, I have three leading real estate figures, people I just absolutely admire and respect. One Thad Wong, co-founder of Ad Properties. I have Ann Jones, who runs her own brokerage out of Tacoma, Washington. And I have Renee Funk, who is a team leader, a big team in Orlando, Florida. I'd like to welcome these three to this special edition of the Daily Dispatch. Greetings, Talia. Hope you can all see me. Uh, I'm a little superstitious, so this bolo is the first one I ever had, and the first one I ever wore at a Connect conference. So I'm uh, wearing it in the spirit of that. Uh, Greetings, Inmanville. Wow, thanks, really thanks a lot, for letting us into your living rooms. Uh, You are so special. You're what I'll call the maiden voyagers in a new phase of Inman. It's kind of like those of you that attended the first connect in the Sonoma woods in 1996. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I feel like you're in my living room. It feels good. Um, Before we start, I'd like to just take a moment, a few seconds to pause. For all of those suffering from the virus in the Inman community, and we have lost some people to the virus, and for people around the world. Now let's get started. First, a special thanks to the Inman team for putting this on. In the spirits of Inman, we are we are testing a new platform by an entrepreneurial group of kids that uh, we really believe in. But we're going to test it on you, uh, like everything. I remember once at a Connect conference, we had. Um, Many microphone errors. Dave Linegar was already to speak and his microphone wouldn't work at all, but he belted it out. So we'll come up with solutions as we go here, I promise. Uh, We really wanna make this inspiring, fun, and useful, and useful is really important here. Um, And if not, give me some hell afterwards, but that's our commitment to you. Uh, Okay, when we get started here, remember plugging questions and comments into the chat box at any time, let it rip. Oh, by the way, another good sign. I just saw a hummingbird come through around my window, so we're in good place. But anyway, let it rip in the chat box. Um, Today we have, and hopefully we'll get them all up here, we have three of my favorite people in the industry. They are smart, they're to the point, and all of them are empathetic with all of you. We will focus on three themes this, this morning, this afternoon, depending on where you are. Your health, your money, and your future and who we have today. We have Ann Jones, a star realtor in Tacoma, Washington. Thad Wong, the co-founder of At Properties from Chicago. We have Renee Funk, a team leader in Orlando. Um, You know, and when I see these faces in preparation for this, um, I just felt good about the future of the industry. So welcome you three, you look fabulous. Um, I hope we can hear you, are you there?
1: we're here great to be here today brad
0: fantastic um we may have a little bit of audio problem with that but he's going to try to type into his uh uh the chat box if if we can't get his audio working so here we go new technology i think i heard that move over there that's a good sign but anyway let's and let's start with you we're going to talk about health money and the future um how's the what are you hearing? How's the real estate community doing out there? Um, yeah, I know some aren't, but how do we stay healthy and how do we help each other? And that's a big bundle of questions. Just go for it, Dan.
2: Well, I mean, Washington obviously was uh, one of the first states, I mean, we were the first state to have a reported infection. And so uh, we've been in adjusted operations for a month now. And I, uh, so the conversations with our brokers and our peers and our clients started several weeks back. Um, So we were making adjustments to get our teams home, you know, to get our brokers uh, working out of the office, to get our staff home, that's been underway for a while now. And so uh, the governor just brought us back as essential over the weekend. And that's really brought up a lot of mixed feelings for people. I I think they were hoping to have um, the opportunity to not do so much face to face. And so it's forcing folks to, uh, create and sort of own those policies on a case-by-case basis, which is which is challenging for them.
0: By the way, again, audience, remember the, the all, almighty solution of problems in life is to refresh your browser. Uh, also know that this is going to be available on demand. Now, don't you all leave at once, but it will be available on demand later on. So, Anne, let's go back to your point um, that you just made. Is what do you hear around the country? I mean, one of the things you just pointed out is the moving target change. You know, one, one day we're essential service, one county says yes, one state says no, the federal government says something else, the media is not reporting this accurately. And, and Renee, jump in here as well, and Thad, but uh, you said agility in the, the prep call. We all have to be agile, but it's crazy-making.
2: It's, I mean, it has been exhausting. I think we all consider ourselves to be pretty nimble. Certainly that was one of our values setting up the brokerage was that we were, we were going to be able to adjust and we were anticipating a recession of some sort. We just didn't know it was going to look like this. And even so, I mean, every day, these have been very long days for those of us operating um, offices, teams, I think, because you're trying to adjust your guidance and keep your people safe. I mean, that's really the number one priority is how do we keep our agents and their clients safe? How do we keep our community safe? And that has been a moving target. Um, obviously staying at home is the is the number one goal, but there were 17,000 pending sales in, in Washington when we were um, given the stay at home order last week. That's a lot of unresolved business. And so there were a lot of people trying to figure that out.
0: Renee, jump in on the health issue. Tell us you're from Orlando and uh, totally Dr. different experience. Florida, I'm sure.
1: Thanks, Brad. Yes, I'm a team leader in Orlando, Florida, and I can completely agree with Anne that um, agility is at the forefront and trying to be uh, proactive is a bit of a challenge at this time because guidance coming down, whether it's locally or federally or at any level, quite frankly, um, not only changes sometimes by the hour, but as a leader, it makes it challenging to guide appropriately. Brad, you mentioned health and money. I believe right now we need to be very focused on health, and at the forefront of that health is mental health. And what I'm seeing, as far as tone among fellow realtors across the country that are um, in a very, very many different networks, is that you have some realtors that are not in a great mental health mindset, and some who are reacting in a way that is great strength. And we as a community need to seek out those who are struggling finding that strength through this adversity and wrap our arms around them because they're feeling pain and it, it will then affect their bottom line and their money. So the mental That's- health has to be at the forefront right now.
0: So for my mental health, I have a little trick, okay? Everyone could do it, but I'm going to mute you so you can't, you're going to be able to see me do it, but you can't hear me. Okay, you ready? <laughs> Thank you. What you could hear is I was screaming at the top of my lungs. And uh it works. I mean the blood I'm probably all red now, but uh it's tricky, this emotional stuff, isolation, uh and we've got everything, right? In one way, and not all of us have everything, but you know, we're pouting a little bit, but it is a challenge. It's not something we planned for in January. Uh,
1: it's not what we ch- planned for. But the one thing that's super important to realize is we can relate to every human being right now, which should then give us that um, equalizer on the empathy front.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. I'm, well, anyway, let's let's move on. Thad, are you there? Do we have you now? We're struggling here with that. Um, I think uh, give me a give me the word here, Katie. Do we have that? I don't think so.
3: No, we don't have them. Sorry, I'm sorry. And, and the voice of God. He's not here right now, but I'll let you know
1: when he's back in.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll get that on so that uh, you'll get a piece of that before the hour is over, because we want to hear from Chicago. Uh, let, let's take a little of, of that thunder and talk about money, money, money. Um, I, I've described the sequence here as first week was health, second week was transactions. That's where I think the whole issue of essential services came up. And then I think we moved into what I call health you know, getting our community help, getting them access to information. Do you feel like finally we're filtering that information out? You know, we all know the deadline tomorrow with the SBA loan and layoffs and all that stuff that you can get the credit. There's a lot of other things pending like that. Are people getting the information they need? It looks to me like NAR is working overtime as a resource. I know we're trying, I assume locally, your boards, your associations. Uh, how do we get more and better, more effective information uh, on the help side in the area that we know, which is real estate, transactions, revenue, income, help in cost cutting, government programs. Any thoughts on that, Anne and Renee? I was, uh,
2: I was going to say that I don't know that there's ever been a, a better time to have a, a tight circle that you trust and rely on. I don't think I would get through this right now if it weren't for my peers and my partners, you know, every time somebody is uh, tipped off to a piece of information, I mean, we've been comparing notes on the SBA programs because people are running into frustrations. We've been checking in, hey, I got this over the last three weeks, I got this information. This is what's coming down. Here's how we're adapting our showing practices to keep our people safe. This is a time, you know, for an industry that sometimes is like this and is protecting things. I mean, this is a really great time to see people rallying and trying to help each other. Um, and that I think is essential. If you are operating as, a, you know, as an indie broker, um, you've probably built in your own network. For us, like within the Windermere network, the company has been checking in on us every day. Um, this, that piece I think is gonna be essential to getting through. And I'm grateful, you know, Inman's a place where I built a lot of these relationships, but I could not be more appreciative of having that right now because we're hearing a lot of chaos around the SBA um, piece and the ability to get information. The banks don't seem to know how to dish it out. Uh, we're all trying to sort it out on our end. So the more we can share, uh, the better off we will all be right now.
0: Yeah, I was a little stunned. I don't want to offer any negative commentary, but I thought, oh, the, when they said the best distribution channel of the process here, are the local banks, that makes theoretical sense, as we all know. The banks are in the communities like realtors. They know how to take loan applications. They should be able to figure this one out. But the other part of me went, oh, my god we leave this to the banks which are as bureaucratic as you can get i think the good news here the spirit of the american spirit is at work here and i think we'll figure this out i think we might see some delay in those some of those payments but it's going to happen i really believe or you know i think uh, we'll all march on Washington. um dad do we have you can you hear me brad oh isn't it beautiful the world works it's oh, not always that's so fantastic Yeah. Yeah. See, I look at that guy and these other two and I just feel better about the world. That we've been talking about. You probably heard it. uh, We couldn't hear you. We've been talking about, you know, health and and money. We haven't got to the future. I want to focus somewhat on that. But uh, give us your view kind of of the health situation, the health of your uh, of your realtors, um, what you've heard around the country. Uh, Are we rounding the corner in terms of people getting what they need to do to stay healthy? And are we you know, are we helping people as they, they get sick and what's going on just generally, you know,
4: locally we're, we're getting affected pretty significantly. We've got a big convention center that's been prepped with 3000 beds. So Chicago is behind New York, uh, California, Seattle. So we're anticipating uh, a pretty big crisis. That being said, I think everyone is abiding by the shelter in place and doing everything they can to shorten the curve. All the, you know, slang, all the new words we've been using to describe this. So I think everyone's doing the best they possibly can. Uh, And I think we'll be surprised that uh, we'll be able to achieve the goal of, you know, shortening or smalling you know, the curve because everybody's staying in. Not many people are having anything going on outside. And there's almost little, there's very little social connection physically.
0: You know, Ted, without getting into the hot word, essential services, I want to share a story and then I'd love your point of view in this. I was doing an interview the other day and someone told me a story about 40 nurses that needed to land in a hot spot, and they got a private plane. They got them there, but they needed housing and they had struggles with the hotels didn't want to go there. And it was a team of realtors that got those 40 nurses, allegedly, I've confirmed this fact, but allegedly got those people in housing very, very quickly. Whatever the debate philosophically is, and I understand it's a serious one, but if it wasn't for that team of realtors in that community, those nurses wouldn't have been put to work uh, to help people you know, with the virus and from dying. Um, what, without getting into debate, what are you finding the role the realtor plays in this situation? And then let's go around and ask Ann and Renee.
4: I think we can be incredibly helpful. You know, I'm actually in Michigan today where there is, we're not an essential service and so there is no operating. Where in Chicago, there are things moving, there are things happening, which I'm a big believer in. It's better to start a market that hasn't been completely stopped uh, once you're limping along, it's easier to grow faster. So I'm in disagreement with it, the states that are not
0: allowing it to be an essential
4: service, because how can you even be helpful then?
0: Great point. Hey, we got a question. I just want to, and, and we'll go back to the other one. Jen Allen here, I'm not sure where Jen's from, but she was curious what legal hurdles, legal hurdles brokers are dealing with in their various market for deals that are in contract. Um, any tips like you got a deal in contract, you know you don't want it to fall out. Um, any experience here, you three can render. Here I am touching my face like a bozo, I'll stop doing
2: it. I, I, I'm not sure if we're, uh, if we're on or we're, we're muted, but I mean, picking no. the, the advice we're giving our brokers right now is pick up the phone, first of all. I mean, we've been in a very, very strong market here that has operated really top down for a while. The sellers set the terms, the buyers begged to get a home. There was very little latitude, very little negotiation that has all changed because we're seeing financing fall out, we're seeing people, you know, run into other issues and concerns. And so now is a time where, you know, some of our newer brokers are, and even some of our experienced brokers are revisiting, how do we do this job? You know, how do we um, pick up the phone, engage the other party, Keep the deal together. Sometimes you're managing the other broker in the process, but you're trying to be flexible. And if it makes sense for everyone, make it work. But I mean, Mm. sellers are pulling back. They don't want to leave their homes right now. Um, So I I think every state has put together some sort of covid addendum. You know, most brokerages have to account for some of those contingencies, extensions that we need because the um, the Things we're working with are changing every day so rapidly, and so you don't know next week what's going to impact your transaction. You're trying to anticipate it, but you're just not sure yet.
0: Renee, what about what? any son, trying to keep those deals together so you know people get of, it, commissions are paid.
1: One of the very helpful processes that was just put in place here locally by uh, Stellar MLS in our Orlando Regional Realtor Board is alleviating a bottleneck that we had from sellers who did not want to show their property out of fear, uh, but still wanted to be on market. Technically speaking, then those homes couldn't be active status on the MLS, which was creating issues because we actually had a seller who wanted to sell the property, but we weren't legally allowed to have that property in an active status. Locally, the pivot that was made is that they are now allowing us to keep active on the market as long as we have some type of virtual option so we can then facilitate as a real estate community here in Orlando, virtual showings in their entirety. Huge, huge help for us here
0: locally. Great point. that any last one? And then I wanna move on to something else with you. No, I think they touched on all of it. It's tough yeah. to keep the deals together, but you can, you can do it if you work hard. And realtors are masters at that. They do that all the time, even in in, uh, in good times. Thad, uh, money, 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 honey. Um, the reality, not to humor this at all, some people are going to find their income stop um, suddenly just stop. Yeah. And um, how do you think about that as a business owner? And what's your message to realtors that are seeing challenges come around the bend here with just absolutely no income?
4: Well, I can tell you what we've been focusing on. Our leadership team with our attorneys uh, Had figured out every single process having to do with the unemployment and CARES and the PPP. So we're ushering and almost making it uh, idiot-proof to apply for that and encouraging every single one of our pay- agents to apply as everyone is going to see a loss of income due to this crisis. So we have everything set up where we have the actual application. We're going to be having videos where everyone's filling it out together. We're auto-populating We're doing everything we possibly can to make sure they're in line to receive the cash. That being said, you alluded to earlier, it's going to be a train wreck. The banks distributing this amount of resources is going to be impossible and processing this many loans is going to be impossible. So I predict, you know, two to a month, two weeks to a month of sheer havoc in getting this money to people. Uh, That being said, it is going to be significantly more difficult in the short term than it was in 08. Um, many of us companies will qualify uh, for federal assistance, and that's incredibly helpful, and we'll be able to retain all of our jobs. Like, I'll give you one example. We had to, because of the shelter-in-place, we had to close all of our offices. So we furloughed our front desk staff. There's virtually nothing for them to do when the office is not open. Uh, Ironically, they're actually making more money at home being furloughed uh, with the additional stimulus. So... We'll be bringing them back the minute the offices are open. And so we're some one of the fortunate ones. But a lot of companies don't qualify for this. And that on top of the extended period with declined gross revenue is going to be really, it's going to be a trying time for a lot of real estate companies over the next year.
0: Well, we're going to be there for everybody in the best yes. way we can. That are you still in Michigan? Yeah, I'm in Michigan right now. Well, you know, I know this is going to, someone on my team's going to say too much information, TMI Brad, but Uh, I have a fondness for Michigan because, as a young man, I went to Mackin Island, and that's where I lost my virginity. Hey,
4: (laughs) you know, Mackin Island is the is the uh, captain or the capital of fudge. So everyone brings home some fudge from Mackin Island.
0: Yeah. The things
1: we're learning on this maiden voyage, Brad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, And you have something you want to jump in on a more serious note.
2: Well, no, I was just I was just thinking about, I mean, if if people, the the upsides to things that I'm seeing at the moment are there have never been more resources or information available for free, you know people who are trying to learn and adapt. Um, you know ideally, you would have already embraced video. Ideally, you would have already um, been working to present your properties in the best possible light so that that pivot would be a fairly small adjustment. But if you haven't, I mean, I'm seeing just a tremendous amount of resources out there. so, If people are not stepping into that and using whatever downtime they have um, with the disclaimer of this is traumatic. I mean, people are grieving this and experiencing it in different ways. So that doesn't mean every day has to be productive all day long. But I do think um, the industry is being very generous and stepping up and and sharing a lot of valuable info. Um, But if your values weren't in the right place before this happened, it's it's you can't pivot on your values. You can pivot maybe operationally. you can implement certain things. But if you weren't focused on your community beforehand, if you weren't taking good care of your agents, I mean, those are hard things to kind of catch up on right now. And so um, I just I hope people come into alignment over that. I know that the money is scary for all of us, um, whether we're agents or brokerages, but we have we have to worry about our health and the health of our communities. And it's a long haul. I mean, we're getting ready for another 30-day stay-at-home order here. I think that's going to be issued in in Washington. And so, figuring out how to respect that and and find a balance with business and not encourage people to risk their health to make the money that everybody wants to make right now is a challenge.
0: Well, point a new term, and values uh, are essential, and uh, and particularly realtors with values, because I, I that is so. What you just said, you know. Integrity matters with or without this, but now particularly, we're gonna start seeing regrettably, it always happens as you all know, we're gonna see COVID-19 fraud and realtors can be on the lookout for that, protecting their customers from that. It's just gonna happen, it always does. There's, there's hucksters and schemers and thugs out there that are gonna, real estate is kind of this big transaction, a lot of money, whether or not it's happening, you're gonna see misrepresentations about houses being on the market, you're gonna see all kinds of stuff. But, uh, you know, being on the lookout on the ground is so important. They should you know, the United States should have let the realtors distribute this money. Like you guys know about escrow accounts. You should have been the ones giving up the SVA. <laughs> um, did you have something you wanted to jump in on? I got a couple questions here from our crowd.
1: Well, I come from a two realtor household and our household not only lived through, but actually thrived in the previous downturn uh, that was experienced by many in the real estate community and why i uh, surface that thought is because what i know and what i am adamantly making sure every realtor around me is focused on is how to future proof their business and really strengthen their foundation of their business the best way possible today and that is going back to what ann said is we have access to so many tools immediately right now most of which are free Content building is the most important focus outside of making sure you're doing your well-being phone call checks and nurturing and loving on your people. Realtors have to be building content, whether it's written word content, whether it's website content, whether it's video content. That is the foundation that we will stand on as realtors in our business and that will serve us for many, many years to come. Today, work on that.
0: By the way, the background noise is my Google Home. Yesterday, you may have heard that the rumba, you know, is it called a rumba, the vacuum cleaner?
2: Yeah. Rumba. Roomba.
0: Well, it, it was working and in my house, and uh, it just started to annoy the shit out of me. And you know what I did? I said, Brad and Mr. Pro Robot Guy, um, I took the rumba and I threw it in the swimming pool. And uh, I would take you out there to show it. It's still there. And <laughs> it, when I got here, I'm going to throw Google Home in the pool. You know This is one thing that I think about the future. You know, there is a silver lining here. We're learning to live simply, but we're also learning to deploy technology in ways we never have. So I think it's the best of both worlds where never before has this FaceTime contact relationship been more important, but at the same time, never have really good powerful tech tools, not the Rumba and not the Google Home, but everything else here that we're deploying. It's like the best of both worlds. And I think on the other side, when we're all together physically, we'll see the benefits of that. But let's talk, Mehmet, kind of close out before we hand it off back to Clelia. Let's look at the future. Um, what is the future here around the bend, whenever it is? Um, what do we do quickly? Let's start, Anne, Renee, and that. What do we do now to prepare ourselves for what's around the bend?
2: Well, we started, I mean, we started preparing ourselves, I would say last year. I mean, many of us, again, were at least in our market, I was anticipating we were going to see some sort of a slowdown. And uh, so we started encouraging our folks to save their money and live a little lean and think about their transactions. And I mean, I'm glad we did that um, at that time. But I would say still the the tech piece of getting people embracing video, I mean, I feel really well prepared for this. because we, we were already a company that used video all the time. I, even, even so, I mean, doing Zoom is a whole new thing. Uh, it's funny that, I mean, you can record videos and be very comfortable, but uh, this stuff and computer challenges, I mean, I find working from home a, a little bit hard, honestly. I miss the office. I miss our people. I've had to make some space to kind of let that frustration go sometimes, um, but we're we're ready. And the young, I mean, the young agents who don't know any different, I will say are just adapting and they're figuring it out and flowing with it. And I think it suits their uh, style and their lifestyle very well. We don't have to give up the protections of um, the transaction. I don't want to see anybody give their contingencies away, but the way they're shopping and putting things under contract, like they're ready to go on this.
0: There you go. Uh, Renee and and Tad, let's then I'm going to I'm gonna give you a mini tour and throw the uh, Google Home in the pool so you can all watch me. Go ahead. Well,
1: when we look at the future, I had just mentioned the importance of uh, protecting building and continuing to pour into the content in the foundation of your business. In addition to that, I hope and have focused on in the future that this is going to soften us all a little. And what I mean by that is um, I already see evidence that we're coming together as a community of the real estate industry. Again, I think Ann mentioned it, right? Is it doesn't matter where you come from. This isn't a brokerage. There's an issue. It's not, there's no division. This is a unity of human experience and we're coming together as realtors to experiencing it and navigating it. I really think and hope in the future that it's softening who we are as an industry, which will help progress the industry in a really cool way.
0: I'm so well said. Right on. Thad? So it's interesting.
4: We uh, in the downturn of 7 08, that's when we launched our growth. That's when we doubled the size of our organization and moved into new markets. Uh, it's a terrible situation. It's a, it's a pandemic. That being said, every company is facing the same challenge equally, the same weight and the same strength. And so some individual agents and in some companies will be more entrepreneurial and work harder and come out stronger. And at the end of the day, individual agents will either lose or gain market share and individual companies will gain or, or lose market share. So it's nice. I, you know it's, It is a uh, soft period to come together as an industry. That being said, anytime you face an obstacle, it's an opportunity. So on our end, we have never worked harder in our lives than the last week. Um, we have never had more going on in our lives. And we've never been thinking more about the future than we have right now because at the end of this things are going to look a little bit differently and you can have the you know the right prescription or not and if you don't have the right prescription you'll be paying catch up and following the leader and the goal after this is to be the leader not the follower
0: absolutely I love that attitude
2: Brad, uh, I, Go. I know you're going to chuck I know you're going to chuck your uh, Google Home in the pool <laughs> but one one other thing that I just want to <laughs> mention is that I don't know if anybody else is going to bring it up, but we've had um, most of us who have been in this business for a little while have had a couple years of, of great abundance. And I, I, one thing I worry about, you know, we've all got our operations to be concerned about, but I have never been more grateful to have a roof over my head. I've never been more clear on what the value of home is in this moment and what it means to be secure and not have to worry about the stability of your housing. And I think if uh, we can pause because we're all like doing overtime operationally trying to anticipate things, we have got to look out in our communities and think about the people who are experiencing housing insecurity uh, right now who are you know crowded into an apartment and don't have the luxury of going to the corners of their their home. I mean it's a really good time if you're feeling anxious to look outward and think about what you can do in your community to help Absolutely. others because the chances are good we have more than most
0: yeah. There's a lot to do, and this is a trivial one, but I leave beer out for the delivery man. I don't know who's taking it to home. The delivery. That's it. Okay, let's do the, uh, thank you three, but hang with me here. We're gonna do this official, do a little tour of Yaz's crazy arts, and uh, let's see, I'll show you that room. There you go, nothing fancy. It's a small house, small pool, but we're gonna get this thing. Enough of this stupid thing talking back at me. Okay, you ready to see, okay? Can you see?
1: We can see. Goes.
0: Good. There it is. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Truly, you are three of my favorite people, um, so many out there. Um, thank you, Renee. Thank you, Anne. Thank you, uh, Thad. I'm going to check out, gang. I'm going to see you on the other side soon. Give you all a big hug when we can. And I'm going to hand it back to Claylia Peters, who has another round of stuff. I don't think she's going to throw anything in the pool. She's not as silly as me. but. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Brad.
1: Uh,
5: Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Great. Well, I thought we could jump in and start um, responding to some of the questions that are coming in um, in real time and uh, also address some of the things that have come up uh, in the chat already. Um, You know, I thought we could kick off. I saw that um, Dwayne Powell posted about showings saying that um, we shouldn't be showing. And there's there's been a lot of debate about this in New York. I'm very curious uh, what you guys think about showing. Should we be doing it right now? Should we be not doing it? You know, we've been hearing, seeing in the chat that in some places um, real estate agents are considered an essential service, in some places not. But even if it's an essential service, what do we think about showing?
6: No, can you can you hear me, Yeah. Yep. Uh, the challenge about this question, and that was one that I was going to address that Dwayne posted, is it's it's difficult. It's complicated. Uh, for example, we have clients that have now moved to Colorado to retire. Their house is vacant. Uh, we have surgically, not surgically, but we've cleaned the house as best possible with every disinfectant we can think of. Uh, they need to sell their house. Uh, we have another one with, they've been transferred to Indianapolis. Uh, so the, the position that we're taking is uh, if we're going to represent a house for sale, it's gotta be uh, vacant. But I'm just saying it's complicated.
7: Yeah. I think one of the things that has sort of complicated. Nina, Jeff, what do you think? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, Jeff. Yeah, we
3: can hear you. Okay, good, yeah.
7: good. I think one of the things that's complicated this, and it's it's a a point has has been a point of irritation for me, and um, is that you know prior to this crisis, if you take a look at listings online, a tiny percentage of homes had what I would call true virtual tours, you know, something where you could actually look around the house and and get a feel for it, understand spatial relationships, even even fewer homes had floor plans that helped the online viewer really get a sense of the space in the house. And so there's a small percentage of the realtor population. And when I say small percentage, the last count we did, less than 3% of homes actually had what I'd call a true virtual tour. There's a very small percentage of agents who actually find themselves in a position where they can use that tool today to actually help people. And you know the nice thing is with Zoom and some of these web sharing platforms, if you have a tour like that up online where you can pass control of your computer over to the consumer and let them walk through the house, you can answer their questions in real time. You can act as if you're being there. So the tools exist. And have existed for a long time, we've just, we haven't really put them in place. And so, you know, one of the companies that I work with, um, you know, one of my role as entrepreneur in residence with Second Century Ventures is really why I'm here. I work with lots of different companies. And one of the companies that is a part of the REACH program is a 3D 360 tour company, Immoviewer. We really, almost gave up on the residential industry because of this low adoption and turned our attention to two other pieces of the industry where documentation was more a critical business aspect. And I think there is an awakening. Um, I think there's an awakening to this notion that it's not just about what's the minimum I can do to get the house sold because obviously houses sell with just photos, even just iPhone photos. Um, Some Lots of houses sell without any photos. But in in this time, I think it's time to take a step back and say, the consumer's been requesting it for a long time. We now see what happens when it's not there. There's lots of options to get this done. There's not a a single right option. There's not a wrong option. But there are better options than just two-dimensional static photos. But I I hope this ends up helping people understand that those floor plans and virtual tours are, are important parts
3: of the puzzle. In, uh, I'll, oh, sorry. I just have some back feet. Um, uh, I'll add to that because I will say in California, uh, since we were deemed an essential business, I think there were essential activities, and I think that that's something that we, as a you know, as a brokerage real estate community, need to be mindful of. Um, that you know we understand that there are buyers and sellers that are caught in this limbo of. What they're going to do and, and things that they have to do and people losing their jobs, but at the same time, I think we have a social responsibility to keep our communities safe, and I think that that uh, supersedes anything that um, you know we would be doing in California. They came out with a best practices, so that's really you know no more than two people in a vacant uh, in a vacant property. Uh, so there have been some guidelines that, is, that have been established, but like I said. You know, um, I think the governor is watching our industry and if they see things that are not deemed essential and that our industry is putting, uh, you know, consumers at risk, I think we're going to see a lot of that scale back and it might be worse for us. So I think it's just something to consider for those uh, regions that don't have a shelter in place yet uh, and that are figuring out kind of how to do things uh, remotely is to do as much as you can without in-person face-to-face contact.
5: Yeah, and I see in the chat, a number of people are talking about the different tools that they're using um, as an alternative to showing. Um, you know, I hear Matterport being mentioned. Um, I see people talking about iSpy360. Um, what sort of adoption have you guys seen in virtual tours in your markets?
3: I mean, we've seen, we've seen uh, you know, our agents do Zoom meetings. With their sellers on occupied properties, um, and getting into contract to say, you know, a contingency start once, uh, the shelter in place orders lifted. Uh, we are now in shelter in place until May 3rd. So, and that is likely to get extended. So, uh, we're not really sure what that's going to look like for those buyers and sellers that are in contract. But, um, I think, you know, uh, we've seen agents use Zoom, 3D tours, Matterport. Um, I think anything you can do right now to, um, to help those buyers and sellers is, you know, it's good to do.
6: So, yeah, even, uh, FaceTime, uh, we had, uh, uh, one of the potential buyers, uh, and their agent for one of our vacant houses, they use FaceTime to go through the entire house because the wife was not able to come to the, uh, to the tour. So even as, as, uh, Dinosauric, or maybe not dinosauric, but FaceTime has also been helpful. Yeah.
7: I'd like to address Chris's question.
5: Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'd like
7: to address Chris's comment in the chat. And I I think it's important, yes. Am I I a fan of, of technology? Of course I'm a fan of technology. It's what I do for a living. But nothing, he's right, nothing replaces actually going and seeing a house, smelling the smells in the neighborhood, doing it this this layer that i'm talking about for the virtual in a world where you can't go out and spend 3 hours with someone driving around the 10 houses if you could do 10 of those virtual as as michael is saying right now as step 1 to reduce the amount of contact necessary then i think that's a right now that's a really good step and honestly You know, when we look at what's going to happen when we come out of this, we may find that some of these practices end up being really good practices once this thing is all over, too. We won't know until enough people actually get on board and start trying these
6: things. I want to address uh, Matthew Walker's uh, comments about uh, our opinions of actually what to do right now. Uh, I'll give you just some glimpses into our, our day uh, we have actually set up time blocking our day, just as we would if we were, uh, you know, not in the midst of staying at home. Uh, we are making sure that we're calling every one of our our top 100 in our database. Uh, our cell phone is our our best tool right now. Uh, we're setting up Zoom conferences with with uh, clients that know each other, just to have a, a chance for people to to hang out and speak with each other. Uh, so there's there there's lots of ways to make sure that we're staying highly in touch uh, with our with our audience, uh, and so it, and what we're doing is we're all making this up as we go along right now, and we just need to keep sharing with each other what we're doing. Clearly, we can't hear you. Looks like we're having some difficulties. Nina, do you have uh, do you have uh, some actions that you're taking each day with your with your audience?
3: Um, you know, I think right now, and just kind of be the source of information and letting them know what's going on. Um, I think. Uh, you know the consumer safety is really important and I think that there were some regions even in the state of California that were saying oh well San Francisco you guys are you know you guys have higher density um, but we're really seeing that uh is not an issue in this sense that it is impacting a lot of communities across the country and so we're really just trying to um stay connected with uh with the consumer and encouraging those agents to reach out to their communities and also to, to each other. I think we, um, you know, I think the real estate community came together very quickly. Um, I saw that in the Indian community. There have been multiple happy hours of people reaching out, and I think, you know, that's that connection. We don't know what somebody's going through. Um, I'll give a personal example. My father is stuck in India right now and cannot, um, and so, you know, we know that world countries in a small village, you know, if things get out of control there, it's like, so, you know, we just have to be grateful, I think, for the things that we can control and reach out to each other and really kind of um, be kind and helpful and considerate instead of, you know, judging people for what they might do. If an agent does a showing and he's following the proper social protocols, um, you know, let's not be that judgmental of that agent. I know as a, as a community, we have to come together, but the reality is, is that some of that work has to happen, and that's just the fact of the matter. Great story, and
0: we wish your family member well, Nina. Hey, I jumped in here. Uh, uh, clearly, had a technical glitch, and we couldn't get her back on. Uh, someone just asked here. Um, oh, by the way, we have some surveys. Can we kick in a survey for fun? Um, not the one about the 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 apparel, okay, Byron. Uh, just something fun that we we created. Um, tell me this someone asked uh outlook for home prices um none of us can predict the future but what's your sense So we're gonna if, if things freeze up for a couple of months we're gonna see people desperate wanting to sell and that inventory that's out there uh, we're probably going to see some decline in prices which probably isn't too bad really because we had an affordability problem jeff how about you what do you think about um home prices
7: <laughs> All right. I, you know, I'm probably the the worst human wow. to ask about we home prices. My my luck with my luck with the timing of selling of homes in my in my lifetime has been uh, some of the worst on the planet. Do me this favor,
0: Jeff. While they're answering, scroll down in the chat and pick out a comment or a question. I loved how you did that before. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Home prices.
6: You know, it's it's uh, again. I'm not a a prophet. But I, I'm pretty confident in our specific market area because it's going to be neighborhood specific. Brad, uh, in the East Bay uh, of the San Francisco Bay Area, uh, we are we are doing really well in the escrows that we had open before the stay-at-home. There's no discussions about uh, adjusting prices. Uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm by the buyers to to finish the process and get into their home. Uh, I just uh, I just don't have a sense that uh, right now that I'm that concerned about it, and I may be totally wrong, and it may it's going to be a lot different in every neighborhood in the country. I'm just speaking about ours.
0: And, uh, I know you, you're you're tied into NAR and the state association CAR. By the way, NAR has done an unbelievable job of being a resource in lobbying in Washington. I get to do a podcast tomorrow with Bob Goldberg and his chief lobbyist. and uh, I'm so impressed by what they've done. This is a great example of what's all coming together. But anything specifically on home prices you can add, you don't need to, you know, over it if you don't feel like, you, you know, or for sure. But and then let's move on. We've got a lot of people asking and commenting here.
3: Yeah. I mean, in terms of home prices, I think if you see this going on longer and you see shelter in place happening and we're going to go longer without showings in the traditional way of selling real estate, you might see a little bit of drop in, uh, in home prices. But uh, overall, I think, you know, uh, the economy will bounce back. Uh, that's kind of what I'm seeing and reading. So.
0: We had two comments here and then Jeff to you. Kelly Shavers and Renee added, but Kelly said our Price of new construction is under one month supply in Tallahassee. Anything being listed is still flying multiple offers. So, so much for prices coming down. And then Renee added, will likely experience communities in Orlando, which open up significant opportunity for investors. Uh, Jeff, any, anything you grabbed on
6: here
7: that
0: you'd like to comment on?
6: Oh, Jeff, we can't hear you.
0: Jeff, we lost you there.
7: Bill Wendell's comment is one that needs to be addressed by, by a knowledgeable realtor, and that I, I won't raise my hand for that one. In the past five mm-hmm. weeks, over 3,000 listings have been withdrawn from the MLS. If a buyer has a signed buyer agency contract, how do they avoid becoming snared in a procuring clause claim if the only way they can access VR tours is via a listing agent's site under, and I'm quoting him now, NAR's misguided clear cooperation policy and don't know that they've unintentionally become an accidental lead? That's a wow. complicated question.
0: Well, a typical of Bill, who I love to death, he always Absolutely. says-
7: That's why I quoted
0: it. Spiritual, but technical, uh, but we love Bill. He's, he's quite the, did you, can you unpack that Bill Wendellism?
7: Well, Well, he, he's asking about, you know, you've got this um, you know, clear cooperation policy, which is meant to be, in my opinion, to be a, a very, very. What he's asking is if the only place I can find it is now on this listing agent site, have I, and I've got a buyer agency contract, is, is, is there a procuring claim issue that comes about if I unintentionally become a lead? How, how I, I think there's two sides to this question how does the listing agent handle that what's the right way for the listing agent to handle that and what what's the potential of that happening i think that's right and bill just you know say that was pretty close jeff or no jeff you unpacked it incorrectly in the in the chat he
0: gave you an lol so that's that's a good sign hey also does that make uh, sense? we got clearly a probably a good sign clearly has added some good stuff on home prices here um, into the chat she said an interesting note about home prices is that in prior pandemics pricing actually followed the trend it was already on or after a normal economic recovery that's that's good stuff and she also referred us to a zillow post you can find that hey by the way all this will be downloaded and on demand uh you can get it very very soon and uh do we want a survey yet,
7: gang i want to do a survey Hey Bill, I don't think we're going to answer your question. I'm just letting you know right now. Nina and Jim, are you seeing anything else
0: in the chat that you'd like to, you know, as we wrap this up that you think we ought to address or any comments here? Over yeah, here's
3: so one. um So Susan had a question in regards to days on market and if if we think that this is going to be important in this cycle. And I think that that has been a question, at least in the Bay Area, where initially when we had our shelter in place order, our MLS acted really quickly um, and put in a hold status so that uh, days on market did not accrue. But what we realized in the following week was that. Um, the buyers are at home looking at the data. So if you're putting your listings on hold, they're not actually seeing that data out there. So, um, you know, I don't really think days on market is going to matter so much. I think the consumer understands where the shelter in place. And I think it's not going to have that much of an impact.
0: Good stuff. Here's one from Matthew Walker. Jim, maybe you can handle this. What should an agent broker really focus on right now to make sure they stay as close to their goals if they are in an area where it is essential, meaning, you know, they got you got your goals, and then you got this new reality. How do you stay focused on? On yeah, I mean, it's a that's a tough one, right?
6: Yeah, I, I I had thought that he was asking a different question that I addressed earlier. I now understand, uh, and it's complicated uh, when you're talking about how is it that you're going to to keep your your uh, business goals in place if you are essential. Uh, I still don't know how to answer it. Uh, the, the challenge is uh, you've just got to follow uh, whatever your industry or your local board's uh, showing rules are. Uh, but we're, we're anticipating, Anne-Marie and I are anticipating that after these, these, these final escrows close in the next week or so, that we're not gonna have much more in our pipeline for several months. So when you're talking about meeting your, your goals, Uh, I don't know how to even answer that today. Uh, We are just not anticipating uh, any business for two or three months.
0: Great, okay. Okay. Hey gang, we're running out of time for this. Um, I wanna thank you you three for joining us Um, and thank the the whole crowd here. The, The feedback on the town hall has been really fantastic. Thanks for doing the surveys. We're gonna now head into Laura Monroe, one of the faves of this community, who's gonna do uh, her session. And uh, for that, I think we have to go, let's see, let me read this carefully, click on some pen. Thank you everyone for participating in this special edition of the Daily Dispatch. This is Brad Inman checking out.